Welcome to the Econ Dev Show. We explore the strategies, ideas, and insights that are driving economic development forward into the future. You'll hear new insights from passionate EDs about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from attraction and retention experts about how to apply actionable strategies inside your EDO. We'll help take your organization, your community, and your career to the next level. Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Our episode today is brought to you by Cathode Ray Media. Cathode Ray is a full-service marketing agency that connects government organizations to their communities. Visit cathoderay.com, that's K-A-T-H-O-D-E-R-A-Y.com to learn more or ask for a free no-obligation consultation. Welcome back to the Econ Dev Show. Today we're here with Beth Zimmer. She is a program manager for the Entrepreneurship Ecosystem Building Leadership Project and Network. Beth, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Is that the, did I get that right? You did. Excellent. I guess before we dive in, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of, uh, kind of a coincidence or, or surreptitious that uh, we are talking today because um, you're in the ecosystem um, business, as they say, and I started an ecosystem project yesterday or the day before, I can't remember. Great minds think alike. Absolutely. So before we begin, why don't you tell us a little bit, just you know, very briefly about yourself and about the, the work that you do and um, you know, what is the Entrepreneurship Ecosystem Building Leadership Project and Network? Okay, great. Um, and you'll stop me if you have questions in, of the, course. in the middle. So um, I'm an entrepreneur and I turned into an entrepreneurship ecosystem builder unknowingly about 10 years ago in my home region of Northwestern Pennsylvania, we realized that our entrepreneurship ecosystem was severely underdeveloped at that time. So uh, got a lot of really smart people in a room and started talking about the, the question the, and, and found some state funding to do an assessment by some experts to confirm our, our assumptions that Yes, our entrepreneurship development environment or our culture uh, was not up to par with what was needed. And this was, um, this is, I'm going to try to make this really long story short. Um, anyway, we were able to confirm our assumption that our entrepreneurship environment or culture in the region was severely underdeveloped. And we were able to develop a work plan uh, with those state funds that if we could all work together from a collaborative perspective across the economic development, workforce development, uh, community development arenas to execute on that work plan, we could over time change and shift our culture to be much more conducive to startups and general entrepreneurship overall. Um, at the time, entrepreneurship ecosystem building was not a common term. And uh, again, it was just trying to help our community get out from underneath our decades of economic decline, population loss, et cetera, and finding a solution to plug the one hole of not enough startups. You know, basically, America was built by entrepreneurs, right? Right. And a, a lot of times, you know, we work, we do the very important work of keeping 
keeping and growing the businesses that we have here and playing um, the attraction game. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to bring Amazon to, to their town, right? Um, and then, but we forgot that the, the country was really built on entrepreneurs and though it's a much longer play, longer term play to have a successful entrepreneurial environment. It's probably once you get started a 10 or 20 year thing uh, before you see tangible results. And it's something that needs to be prioritized and sustained right there alongside, we say, business retention and expansion. Um, and when you're looking at things from a national perspective, as we are now, um, the business attraction game is, an, is a zero-sum game. The country doesn't win if you move from Chicago to New Orleans, right? Right, exactly. So let's, let's stop there and let's talk about... Uh, you said the word entrepreneurship ecosystem. So what exactly does that mean? Does that just mean a collection of all of the entrepreneurs in an area? Does it mean entrepreneurs in a specific niche, wherever they are? Does it mean, you know, uh, are, does it include suppliers? Like, what does that, what does it really mean? So what we're talking about when we say entrepreneurship ecosystem building is that the the entrepreneurs are at the core of the evo ecosystem and the ecosystem exists to help cultivate the entrepreneurs help create that environment where it's very conducive to people considering and taking that leap of faith to start a business. And then the ecosystem surrounds them. And those are entrepreneur support organizations, their funders, their, um, educational institutions, there are all kinds of support organizations and people that surround these entrepreneurs to help them start and grow much more efficiently and quickly, or for that matter, even fail before they end up mortgaging their house, et cetera. Right, right. So in a sense, this is, yes, I think it does. This is an environment that is conducive to, to entrepreneurship in that it's easy to get started. It is, like you said, easy to fail before you spend, you know, mortgage your home. It is easy to get the resources that you need. Um, and I would assume that also means that the community sees entrepreneurship as sort of a viable thing. So um, as children are growing up and, and becoming young adults, they have entrepreneurs that they know or, or, um, you know, have heard about that they, they think of this as a viable sort of option for themselves. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so when you were in this community in Pennsylvania and you had this assumption that it wasn't a great place uh, for entrepreneurs, that you didn't have a strong entrepreneurship ecosystem, and you had somebody come in and a third party tell you that, I'm assuming the way that most of us use third parties like this is we have an assumption. We're almost a hundred percent certain that we're right. We need to sell some stakeholders on the idea. So we need to bring in some third party validation basically. Right. So then what did they, you know, what did they look at? What did they, yeah. What, what were their results? What did they say? Like what, what does it look like to not have this entrepreneurship ecosystem? Sure. So, in general, the consensus was that the, the culture of the region of Northwest Pennsylvania was severely risk averse and complacent. Oh, okay. 
the ecosystem was severely underdeveloped and that we needed to shift the region's culture to be much more celebratory of entrepreneurial thinking and acting, and of course, startups. And when I say startups, I don't mean just the high growth potential startups and the tech stuff. I mean, coffee shops, mm -hmm. auto mechanics, et cetera. So there, were a long, there was a long list of you know, service provider improvements and mentor mentorship um, areas, programming things that needed to be in place, foundational uh, work that needed to be done to, to shift the culture, et cetera. Um, the most important thing about having that third party, you know, one of them was certainly to show stakeholders that we needed to convince, but more importantly is that we were able to work with them to develop the actual work plan that could be executed to change the situation for, for the better. Sure. So what was in that early work plan? Like what were the first steps that your community, um, you know, that you guys spelled out that the, maybe the community did that, maybe they didn't, but what were those first steps? The first steps were, were the big wide eyes saying, how the heck do you change the, the culture of a community and how long is that going to take? Right. Um, but what we did for, with that is it's pretty much our first priority was developed a, what you would call a mini global awareness campaign for our region. Um, so if you think about, I don't know if you're old enough, but the got milk campaign or your sure. brain on drugs or more recently, the tobacco cessation plan, we put together a plan like that for our region and we invested a lot of our funding into executing on that plan. Our goal was, um, that the traditional economic development and community development, workforce development folks did not have capacity to take on this work plan. So we, we decided we're not going to put this thing on a shelf, so we're going to have to stand up a 501c3 charitable organization, but we're only going to do that for three years until we work ourselves out of our job. So in that three years, we're going to educate and convince the, the community from young to old, junior to senior uh, folks, what entrepreneurship is and why it's so important to our future. And so we did everything we could. Um, we had educational programming. We had meetups. We got a co-working space started. We um, had a, a disrupt gala. We had um, billboards. We had entrepreneurs featured uh, on the news and in commercials. And it was working. I mean, in three years, our ultimate goal was the whole community is educated and they're prioritizing this culture shift so our elected and NGO leadership in the community will have to take notice and prioritize entrepreneurship. So it was working. It was working really well. Um, after that three years, we were aligned and looking to put the function of entrepreneurship ecosystem building, um, that backbone support function into a tradi the traditional economic development development entity that's that's been sustained for decades mm -hmm. and new leadership came in was very very excited about the concept of, of doing that but as time went on and after five years political winds shifted and there were some folks uh, not a ton not a majority but some folks that had some power um, that decided that this was no longer something that should be prioritized and they were successful in killing it we were we failed after five years. Oh, that's horrible. 
But we've we've all been there. We've all been in those situations when uh, the political winds switch and change, and suddenly everything you've been working on is now um, much less of a priority. Let's say that's a wow, that's horrible. Yeah, and and it was you know it was really it was tough, and um, but now being able to serve with the national purview, I see that this experience was extremely valuable because this type of thing happens in a lot of small to medium size and rural markets. Right. Um, so to help be able to help others uh, solve for this and, and come together collectively to be able to solve for these types of challenges and others, of course, in prioritizing entrepreneurship ecosystem building is, is a blessing. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I'd imagine that you, you know, learn so much and, and, this firsthand experience that you have with it has, you know, probably gives you a very good perspective. So that, I guess it worked out in the end is what I, I'm trying to say. It's still hard to talk about. Yes. I, I can totally imagine. I, uh, <laughs> yes. When, when, uh, when they ran me out of California, after they ran me out of California, I, uh, you know, I was glad to be gone, but, um, yeah, it's still hard to talk about. So that's, uh, yeah, I totally understand that. So, um, the interesting thing about all of this is that you're in this job wherein you, you know, are building these ecosystems or helping to build these ecosystems on a national level. And um, earlier, earlier this month, a couple of weeks ago, I was looking through, um, you know, my newsletter and I publish the uh, economic developers in the news every week. And, you know, I highlight what economic developers are up to all over the country and their organizations and, you know, their job changes and things that are happening. And I thought, you know what would be really interesting since I have all of this data, I've been doing it for two years, would be to sort of build this map of the, of the industry. And I thought, what would you call, what is that called? What is, what do you, what do you call this sort of structured, you know, uh, database of, of all the entities? And I thought, you know, I think that's a, an ecosystem or I don't even know how I came up with that word that, that phrase. Maybe I, maybe I'd heard it from one of our uh, podcast guests or maybe I'd read it or something, but I thought, you know, this is the ecosystem app. And so then the other day I posted it on the, in the newsletter and it was on LinkedIn and you shared it. You were really excited. Um, why don't you, yes. why don't you tell us about that? What was it? What about it made you really excited and why did you share it? And, and, you know, first off, thank you for sharing it because it got a, it got a ton of reach and I've, a lot of people have reached out because of it. So what was it about that good, that, good. that was exciting to you? Oh my goodness! Well, the first thing that you do, with, you know, in, in the systems work that we're trying to do is understand first what you've got and what you don't have. So you have to assess mm -hmm. the environment: who's here, who's doing what, to who, why is are there duplicative things happening? Is there misplaced competition? Are there gaps that need to be filled? Um, so one of the first things we did in our region was create that visual ecosystem map. And now on a, on a national level, I need to kind of correct something you, you might've said earlier. I think I thought I heard that, um, helping build ecosystems is something that I do, uh, not as my job right now, just as, 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 as things to help things. I want to help anyone I can based on my sure. experience. Right. But my job with the EBLP, Ecosystem Building Leadership Project, is to help pull 
the national ecosystem together of ecosystem builders right. and collectively work together as a network of networks to prioritize the practice, the professional field of practice of entrepreneurship ecosystem building um, right alongside workforce, community, and economic development. Um, so that we're pulling okay. Keep going. everyone we can to join our community on tradewing.com and help us co-lead this, this effort and do things together that will advance the professional field of entrepreneurship ecosystem building. That makes sense. Tradewing.com. Yeah, it's eblp.tradewing.com. Perfect. Yeah, we'll include that in the show notes. So, um, you know, so obviously I got into this sort of, you know, I have a bunch of data already, but maybe I was a little naive. So what exactly goes into building an ecosystem map? Yes, and I will tell you there are, there are service provider organizations across the country that do this type of work. There are, and uh, they've, they've, a number of them have reached out to me and said, hey, you're, I see you're doing this. Let me, uh, let's get on a sales call. I'll bet they have. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what I was going to say is that part of what got me excited was, yeah, that's the first thing we did in my community, but uh, as this EBLP gets stood up as a formal entity, um, in the fall, one of the first things we're going to need to do is get a, as holistic of an understanding of what the national ecosystem of ecosystem building looks like. Um, it's never going to be perfect, but we have to have a good understanding of who's out there doing what and, and how we can support them and uh, help, I get, help work together to identify gaps and prioritize how those gaps get filled. Um, so if you're doing it for the whole field of economic development, entrepreneurship ecosystem building needs to be a part of that. That makes perfect sense. Good. So when, um, when you do this, I would imagine that it takes both sides. It takes the, it takes sort of a, uh, the community submits information or, or, you know, you have a form like I did where, wherein people could submit information, but it also takes top down work where somebody's going through and, and, figuring out how things connect together and sort of building the scaffolding and taking the data that they already have and putting it in. Um, is that, is that sort of the gist? Is there, are there any, you know, anything I'm missing or any, uh, uh, potential roadblocks that I don't see? Um, the roadblocks I think come with the, just the complex nature of working with humans. Right. Uh, it, and also again, it's never perfect, but once you have an asset map maintaining it, you know, um, things pop up all the time to serve entrepreneurs and things go away all the time mm -hmm. or change and morph leadership changes, et cetera. So having a collective of folks that can help keep things up to date is, is a challenge. Um, but if you think about, um, if I'm an entrepreneur, what are the supports that I need around me in order to help me to succeed? I need the people that are smarter than me in the areas of my weaknesses, um, to help guide me, you know, whether that's mentors, bankers, lawyers, university professors and students, um, angel investors, libraries, um, small business development centers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think you'll find, and even though our assessment showed that our ecosystem was severely underdeveloped, uh, we had a ton, just hundreds and hundreds 
of organizations out there in our eight county region that exist in at least in part, if not in full, to support entrepreneur success. Um, one of the, the reasons to qualify how we even figured out that we had the issue was I had recruited a really successful angel investing network out of Pittsburgh to come up and expand their operations up into Northwest PA. And we did all the, we thought we did all the legwork and we, we qualified that we had the, the right number, the, the mass, critical mass for the high network, net worth individuals. Uh, we did a, you know, several weeks of interviews with folks and were able to recruit 20 or so angel, qualified angel investors that were anxious and excited to invest in startups in the region. Um, and about six, so this organization was coming up with their, with their startup founders to, to pitch every month. And six months in, I realized, wait a minute, none of these startups are from this region. Mm. So all told, it was a failed experiment, whereas uh, five or six years later, the Pittsburgh home office decided we're going to cease operations. It's a failed experiment. The deal flow is not there. Uh, but so it was that first six months of me noticing that we're not getting any regional local startups to the table. Um, that was what clued me in is to wait a minute. We we don't have enough entrepreneurial activity going on right, right here. So right. let's deeper. That's interesting. Um, what else when you when you develop this ecosystem as you're doing it, were there any surprises for you specifically, you know, as you were, as you were working through it? I think the biggest surprise was just that everybody wasn't on board right, right from the start. Um, and I think that they say this a lot about entrepreneurs. I'll never forget um, the first time I heard it, but as an entrepreneur, first they ignore you, then they ridicule you and then they celebrate. Right. So, the ignoring came and, you know, this needs to be this ecosystem development work and the backbone convening function of it needs to be very neutral and not affiliated with a university or any other organization, maybe a library because it's the world's last free asset, right? Um, but as, as the work started getting attention, the ridicule stuff started happening. And it was surprise. That was the biggest surprise to me was you can't look somebody in the eye and say that entrepreneurship is important and this is why and have them have come back to you with a good reason. That's not true. Mm. It's a common sense mm -hmm. scenario, even though it's going to require change and shift. It's a large majority of the population is not comfortable with change. But when you have the common sense statement, and a common sense solution to be applied, you can't really argue that. So having folks work behind the scenes to kind of try to get rid of something that makes sense and is good for your community, that was just really surprising. And maybe, obviously, I was Pollyannish and naive. But... No, and I think we all kind of go into projects like this um, in that way. We go in, you know, we've, we've talked about it. We've had our meetings. We've brainstormed. We've, you know, gotten pumped about it. And then the community just thinks it's a joke. Or like you said, at first they ignore it. Then it starts to make a few waves and they think, oh, this is, you know, uh, how quaint that, that we're trying to do this kind of thing, that we're trying to become this thing that obviously we're not and will never be. And then you're right. If you just keep at it, 
eventually um, they do, they join you, right? If you really, you know, you made it, you made the, if you make the change, if you keep at it and you make the change, yeah, they're, they're, everybody's going to be on board. That's what happens. That's the nature of change. That is fascinating. This whole thing is just, I just find it so interesting because you mentioned that when you did this originally, the economic development organizations in the region didn't have the capacity to take this on. And I think that's, you know, very obviously the case. Um, economic developers are busy. They have a lot of things that they have to do. And I've heard from so many guests on the podcast recently and, um, you know, read in articles that entrepreneurship, you know, is the key to, you know, kickstarting the economy or key to kickstarting an, a region's economy. And I, I think that seems like that's totally the case. So how could um, economic developers and economic development organizations, how could they take more of this on? Maybe in, you know, bite-sized pieces, or how could they just kind of readjust their focus just a little bit so that they could, you know, be a part of this or lead this even? Yeah, that's a great, great question that we're always contemplating. And again, our North Star is that this this function become just as much of a priority. Entrepreneurship development becomes just as much of a priority as, as business retention and expansion. Um, it needs to become a national narrative. Uh, we can't afford the tobacco cessation campaign like <laughs> um, mm -hmm. thing, but that's you know the, the federal government, the EDA, the SBA. NSF and others are part of this entrepreneurship ecosystem building leadership project. And they're, they've adopted the ecosystem development approach and they're using the, the, the language um, in their requests or their uh, funding notifications, et cetera. Um, so we're getting there. It's, it's that when you get to the small, medium and rural market, there are a lot of folks that still say, when you say entrepreneurship and startups, we only care about the high growth potential ones. And that needs to shift because if you don't have the, the startups that provide the spaces and the um, assets in a community to make these high growth potential startup founders happy, they're not gonna stick around. And entrepreneurship is important just from every level and, and coming from every every direction, whether it's a lemonade stand or the next Facebook. Right. Um, right. Or meta, I guess. But yeah, so um, it's that, that mind shift change that needs to occur in folks that are responsible in improving our communities across the country's economies. And that's hard. It takes a long time. And I think, you know, as the generations come forth, it's going to become easier. And we've made a lot of progress since, you know, Kaufman first um, started driving this type of work in, I think it was 2016 or 17. Um, so it, it's coming. Yeah. And, you know, Kaufman Foundation with their eShip summits, um, brought this this work with the Ecosystem Building Leadership Project is pretty much a culmination of everything that came out of the activities 
where ecosystem builders gathered in, in Kansas City at the Kauffman Foundation every year for four, three or four years. And then um, it culminated in this need for the Kauffman Foundation to now hand the gavel over to the actual field of practice of ecosystem building to, to own it and to collectively um, advance the field. So um, this might be out of order or whatever. I'm glad you're going to be editing, but um, it's this so far has been solely funded by the Ewing Marion Kaufman Foundation. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Well, fabulous. Um, is there anything else that I should have asked you that I didn't ask you? I think something really key for your you and your listeners is that we need your help. We need you to engage with us. Um, the more diverse perspectives and voices that we have around this subject, the better. Uh, the structure of the, of the network that will be emerging in the fall um, will be all about advancing the field and working collaboratively to advance projects together that will advance the field. Like for instance, we have a team of folks that's looking at, we have a field advancement fund, right? So we're re-granting monies to these projects that we agree will advance the national field. And uh, one team is looking at, we need standards for professional development for entrepreneurship ecosystem building. You know, there are several organizations across the country that provide ecosystem building uh, education and, and training, um, but we need standards that we all agree to. Even though we may compete with our trainings, we need to agree to the standards. Um, so International Economic Development Council right. has training and the, the International Business Innovation Association has training and several others that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head, but bringing all of those folks to, together to work collaboratively on things that no one organization can do on its own uh, is really key. And having national resource providers help lead and guide the work based on their purview of the, the national landscape and understanding of the global um, opportunities and challenges within the field. Uh, but they need to be national resource providers working together with us who really understand and value the interdependency that's needed to really advance the field as a whole. Fabulous. I think that is an excellent uh, conclusion uh, to our conversation. I think that I think you really just spelled it all out. Wonderful. Well, Beth, this has been a wonderful conversation. I have learned so much. You've sort of opened my eyes to a whole thing that I didn't even realize existed. And I hope that our listeners in, you know, in their communities will take a look and, and see what their ecosystems look like. And if, you know, the, um, you know, see if it's even there, you know, and, and then get started building one. I think that's probably the most important thing, right? Get started building them. If, one, if they want to reach out to you, if any of our listeners want to reach out to you, what would be the best way for them to contact you? They can email at eblp.zimmer at gmail, or they can get on Tradewing and say, hey. You've been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning, for more expert strategies, fresh insights, and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level, visit us on the web at econdevshow.com.